Thank you for tuning in to the Lauren Bronstein Experience. Today's episode is titled, Changing the Way You Change. Change is scary. This is a word touted by millions, if not billions, every single day of the week. Change in routine is known to confuse animals. Changes in services upset customers. Change on the ground is enough to buy a can of soda. We are surrounded by change. It's inevitable. In fact, it's the one and only part of our life that we know we can expect, without exception. With this knowledge, why is change so feared? And is that fear justified? Well, of course we know it's not. Change is always for the best, and today I'd like to show you why that is. You know, people go on about routine. It's important to have a routine, and within reasoning for your mental health, it's important to have a morning routine. But in the same sense, I always remind myself that routine is the killer of progress. It's been roughly 500 million years that there was only protozoa, bacteria, and if you're lucky, the odd tardigrade. Life was simpler back then. All you did was eat, be eaten, poop, and die. Since those days, we have evolved into highly functioning supercomputers, thanks to an organ we refer to as the brain. This organ allows us to rationalize and express our thoughts. It gives us foresight to make decisions, predictions based on past experiences, and most importantly, it allows us to be aware. Like everything, this gift of consciousness comes at a cost, and the cost is doubt. While we are able to see the world with an extra layer compared to our fuzzy companions, we also must endure the anxiety about the future, the past, and the present, and even our mortality. This anxiety is rarely grounded in truth, but at the time of the episode, Good luck telling yourself that. The question shouldn't be, how do you stop the anxiety? But more importantly, what triggers this anxiety? Well, when our presumptions and the reality of the situation do not align, our amygdala starts misfiring. For those who don't know what the amygdala is, biology 101 real quick, the amygdala is a part of the limbic system within the brain which is supposed to be responsible for emotion, survival instincts, memory, stuff like that. I use the word suppose because we believe it is, but as science moves forward, as technology gets better, we learn more about the brain. Based on our current knowledge, we believe the only controlling aspects of survival and fear and emotions is the amygdala. It could be other parts of the brain, but for now, we only think it's the amygdala. When people have overactive amygdalas, they have fear, anxiety about irrational situations. Their amygdala is always misfiring in situations that wouldn't necessarily deem it appropriate to do so. But what happens is, our amygdala has got us to this point thus far. It's given us 500 500 million years, 500,000, that'd be nice, 500 million years to move this forward and survive, to question what's that rustling in the bush? Is that a saber-toothed tiger? Could that be an ally? I don't know, but it's best to run and not take a chance. That's the amygdala. The amygdala is when you're walking down the street and someone's walking behind you and you feel just a slight increase of adrenaline. That's the amygdala keeping you safe. Those are rational times. The amygdala should fire. The problem is when you're about to ask out your girlfriend or you're about to ask someone to prom, when you want to speak to the customer service representative at your bank, whatever it is, and the amygdala is firing, you're not in any inherent danger, but you think you are. And your amygdala can't tell the difference between the two. So it's important to recognize that what you think is... Your thoughts really is just 500 million years of biology to keep you safe. So, so understanding that differentiation is very important. To get back on topic, the amygdala starts firing, misfiring I should say, and saying something is wrong, this isn't as we predicted, danger, danger, we did not predict this to happen, this is a different outcome, we need to run right now or something bad can happen. 
We experience this before we are old enough to truly understand it. And as a result, we think it's there to keep us safe. Within reason it is. The problem occurs when this fear, when this amygdala misfiring happens for menial things, for things that we know we can't control and we shouldn't put expectations on, but we do anyways. We're missing tremendous opportunities because we turn the other way because we had this whole story planned out in our head and something happens and it changes the trajectory and instead of us saying, well, that's how life goes, our amygdala misfires, we follow the misfiring and think it's truth and we run away and we never do that opportunity. And who knows, that could have, that opportunity could have worked in our favor. You don't know. There's always the joke where someone doesn't answer the door and the person outside the door is usually holding a big check saying, you've won a million dollars, but the person doesn't open the door to check. So the person says, all right, might as well go to their neighbor. That's a joke in many uh, sitcoms and stuff, and that essentially is an analogy for how we are. We are so fearful on what's on the other side of the door that we don't even check. We just run the other direction, and then who knows what kind of opportunities we missed out on. It's important to recognize that. To summarize what I'm saying, we learn more about fear, and we learn to run the other way before we're intelligent enough or developed enough to be able to understand the neurochemistry of the amygdala and the brain and fear and emotions Understanding fear is something animals can do. It's something babies can do. So it takes us 15, maybe 20 years to fully develop before we can truly understand why it's happening. We just know that it's happening. So 15 to 20 years of conditioning, of running from fear, of not understanding it, only to then finally be able to read books and understand it, you have to wash away all that conditioning, which is very difficult to do. Because up until this point, your whole life has just been, I feel fear, I run away. So to understand what causes it is good, except you now need to try to reconvince yourself this isn't grounded in truth. And it's very difficult to break habits that you've been doing for most of your life. Be patient with yourself. While you're working on being patient with yourself, I want to share some truths that you can choose to willfully ignore. The majority of people do willfully ignore these truths. But if you accept them, you can turn these truths into strength. And here they are. Change is inevitable. The world will change with or without you. Every moment of every day, things change, situations change, and we change our minds. Information is a filter that, when accepted, changes the way we look at life. We can choose to ignore the information, but the cost of living in stagnation is far greater than the opportunities that may lie ahead. Change has worked in our favor for 500 million years. Change brought us out of caves and into homes. Changing for the better doesn't come without a cost. The cost is effort, pain, sacrifice, but the end result is freedom. Those who look up to change, change the world, but not without changing themselves first. Learning to adapt to change will allow the inevitable transition to be easier. You will become one with the progress, and as a result, you will spend less time worrying about what you can't control. Accept change, spend less time dwelling on the past, and plan for the future. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I got a little bit ranty in the middle of that. That's the fun of this podcast. It doesn't have to be uh, so structured. Um, if there's any anything you'd like to let me know, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Your thoughts are vital. It's a big part of this. It's give and take. I speak into the microphone. You let me know your thoughts. I take them into consideration, and I add them to the next thing I do. I write a lot of these ideas are actually inspired by comments I've had with people after posting episodes. People say, I like this one. What about this? Have you ever thought of this? People share articles with me. There's so much. So if there's anything that interests you, if there's anything you want to learn more about, I'd love to deep dive with you. You can come on the podcast. Anyone's welcome to come on the podcast. I love speaking to people. Or if you just want me to talk about something, if you want me to cover a topic, if you want, to, if you want us to explore it together, let me know. I'd, I'd love for you to do that. 
you can reach out to me at uh, Lauren Bronstein. You can Google my name. You can type in Space Tree Media. I'll come up on Google. Really easy. You can follow me, uh, Space Tree Hub, on any social media. You can just uh, visit my website, spacetree.ca. Very simple. If you just type in Space Tree Media on Google, you'll find me or my website, and you'll be able to get in touch with me, no problem. If you enjoyed this podcast, if you have a friend that you think could benefit from this podcast, it would mean more than I could put into words to share this with your friend. Really, uh, I I don't make money off this. This is a passion project, and my goal is to share information I wish others would have shared with me when I was younger. So if I can ask you to share this to someone that you feel would benefit from it, it would mean the world. I cannot express that enough. If you don't mind, you have a few extra moments in your day, if I could ask you to rate this on iTunes or any other platform that you're listening to this on, it would greatly help other people find this podcast. We're not making any money. We're just sharing the love. So if you're willing to do that, I appreciate it more than you know. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, Lauren Bronstein out.